I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Matthew Barris here. And we are continuing our top 30 countdown of the best Batman the Animated Series episodes right here on Enter the Batcave. And we're going to be looking at numbers 29 through 27. And coming in at number 29 is The Clock King. And I'll let you guys get set up on DVD or on HBO Max. And if you're going on HBO Max, it's episode number 14. Though it is, um, according to Wikipedia here, it is episode number 25 of season 1. And it aired on September 21st, 1992. And The Clock King is a villain that hasn't really been um, featured much in um and well i mean it has somewhat of a cult following you know now in comics and and what have you but as far as media goes i mean it's um i mean it's uh hasn't really been been shown much i mean well it was shown in um you know, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Um, it was showed in, you know, the Batman 66 series, which, which of course, the Clock King was played by Walter uh, Sisiak, actually. And also, the Clock King was played by Robert Nepper, uh, who played the William... Talkman version of the um, the Clock King in Arrow. So many of you uh, Arrow fans uh, may know that. And in here we have the Clock, yeah, the Clock King being played by. Um, let's see, get the name here. We have it being played here by Alan. Ratchens, and I'll talk about him in a bit. And as far as the other cast members, we have Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, Ephraim Zimbalis Jr. as Alfred, and we have Lloyd Botchner as Mayor Hamilton Hill. So now that we've done all that, let's get to number 29 in 10, 9, 8... Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. And as we uh, look at the intro here, um, this is another um, one of my favorite episodes here, and. Um, the Clock King, you know, in the um, animated series, was only featured in um, two episodes. And, you know, which is kind of a shame, because I think that uh, he could have been used in, you know, further episodes as well. You know, but, and I think he could have even been, um, had a team-up episode with uh, the Mad Hatter. You know, if you really think about it. But, nah, oh well. 
that's the way the the ball the ball bounces sometimes. I never get tired of this. Looking up into the sky, we see Batman, the Thunder. There we see the opening there for Clock King. Episode written by David Wise, directed by Kevin Altieri. And we're right here at the Gotham train station here. And Ted Fugit here playing the Clock King, he plays a, you know, he plays someone who's really obsessed with time here. And he's right there on the train with uh, Mayor Hill. And Mayor Hill is played by Lloyd Bochner. Uh, Lloyd Bochner, you know, had a great career in films. Uh, his films include... Uh, Point Blank, uh, Satan's High School for Girls, The Young Runaways, and The Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, which was part of the Naked Gun um, film series. And we see here that, um, you know, he... You know, as the mayor, he's giving him advice to, um, you know, to break from his routine, you know, and, uh, you know, take time to loosen up and go to the park and what have you. You know, because, um, you know, he says, you know, he's got court and, you know, he's a little worried about his schedule. <laughs> And of course, uh, you'll come. Of course, it'll come back to bite him in the butt later. Yeah, he even yells at his secretary. Says, "I needed those five minutes ago." Yeah, you just see him like he's definitely OCD here. You know, definitely OCD with the, you know, with the time and stuff. And he looks at the clock and he says that he's, he remembers uh, Mayor Hill, what he said. He says he'll take his coffee break. And he goes into the park and we see him there about to sit down. Here. And he's still uptight. <laughs> you know, he's just worried about his uh, his court case there. Then, of course, uh, the ball hits his papers. Then there goes the wind. Uh, don't you just hate it when that happens? Tuh. Up, and one of them is going right in. Into the pond there. Oh, and there's a little dog. Right from behind. Oh, now he's all soaking wet. Up oh, and now due his failure to appear in court. He's found guilty. 
<laughs> now he has to pay $20 million. Hmm. And he screams right in the camera, no! And then we go to seven years later. 8.57 a.m. <laughs> Again, so obsessed with time. And we see the police there, giving the mayor an escort. And it stops at a red light here. And Lloyd Botchner, his son, is a uh, heart Bartner, as we see see uh, Bruce Wayne there reading the newspaper, and he of course played Harry Ellis in Die Hard, and he was also known as play ADA Arthur Reeves in Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. So there's a nice little uh, connection there between these two. Uh. There's a car accident there. Hmm. And <laughs> now there's a little argument there. And of course, they look up and they see that there's something wrong with the traffic signals. They keep flashing, causing a disturbance. And we look up. Hmm. And of course, now everyone's blaming the mayor. <laughs> and of course, Bruce looks up and he sees a strange shadowy figure. Yep. It's Nugent. And reveals the sign. Time for a change. <laughs> and he and draws a picture of, you know, the devil on Mayor Hill there, which doesn't go very well for him. And of course, Bruce, you know, does the, the old little Superman thing, you know, uh, going to a building and then gets dressed on the way up. And there he is, the Batman. And uh, actually, the first Clock King uh, was, yeah, the first Clock King was William Tuckman, um, who appeared in World's Finest, uh, issue number 111 in August 1960 for Green Arrow. Yeah, in the Green Arrow uh, comic book, and then later became a Batman villain. So a little known uh, fact there. Hmm. And we see right there, duck down and he catches the train. That's the Clock King. And he escapes.
cut back from commercial break here. Hmm. We see that uh, Batman is in his, uh, you know, in his car there, driven by Alfred. Of course, it's um, one's luxury car, you know, not, um, you know, not his, uh, you know, his Batmobile. And we see him there putting on one of the vision, red vision goggles. You see a busted out clock there. And Alan Rutchins, um, of course, uh, he is best known uh, for his role as Douglas Breckman on L.A. Law. And he was also known as Larry, the father of Dharma, on um, the show Dharma and Greg, which was a favorite TV show of mine. You know, I mean, I thought he was um comedically funny on that show and also um fans of the um cult classic movie showgirls may remember him as um the um you know as the manager of the of the show in vegas with uh, elizabeth berkeley and of course he's the one that goes come on you know i got a topless show i see your tits <laughs> As we see Batman entering this house here full of clocks. And there we see another picture of the mayor. Do you like the mayor hill there? And Batman is uh, following the clues here yeah he's following the clues and um you know he knows that the mayor is a target though he doesn't know much about um about nougat hmm. Hmm. and of course he now figures it out Then he goes into a bank here, and he's got a gas mask on. And now he goes into the vault and sees a package. Oh, and it's a trap. And we hear a few good there <laughs> and so and of course now he removes the oxygen out of the room once the timer starts and now batman's got to figure out a way to get out of there
So everything is like rigged here and you really think like, how is Batman really going to get out of this? Yeah, you know, it just really adds to the suspense here. And, you know, the oxygen just keeps getting lower and lower here. First, he takes apart the tape. Yeah, he takes apart the plastic here. So you mirror, he'll... Here about to un you know unveil the subway station here. And um also um uh Lloyd's son um Hard has also been a director too. He actually directed uh the movie High School High with um Mackay Pfeiffer and um uh, the other actor, I forget his name, but uh, he's also directed some other films as well, and uh, you can go check him out, though he hasn't really directed much films, though. He's uh, more known as an actor, and he was also the love interest of Supergirl in the uh, Supergirl movie. And there we see Batman has conducted advice to, you know, to get... You know, they carry the box and, you know, he's starting to run out of oxygen. And you see him right there just getting weak. And of course, um, the train hasn't arrived yet here. And there we hear, you get over the speaker. And then we get the train. Oh, this ain't gonna be good. Everyone's like, run! <laughs> oh, crash. Yeah, both trains crash into each other there and hit the wall. Here we see Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Meanwhile, Batman, still dazed, weak from the oxygen running out. 13 seconds left on the clock. Got the batarang. Throws it. Oh, explosion. Yep, it worked. He's out of there. And of course, we hear now that uh, Mayor Hill Hamilton has uh, been kidnapped. 
course, a nice diversion there. And, of course, Batman looks up at the big clock tower and figures that he might be there. And what do you know? There he is right there. As Hill has uh, is tied to the big old clock. And the big hand is going to come down on the little hand and he's going to get crushed. Hmm. And, yep, this guy is really uh, bent on revenge. Hmm. Hmm. And, of course, uh, the mayor's trying to beg for his life here. Hmm. Hmm. And, of course, uh, Fugit doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is... Also, even looking at his glasses here, I mean, Fugit's got, uh, you know, watch for glasses. And Batman goes, I'm going to clean your clock. <laughs> As a, like a clock sword. Oh. Here's Batman goes down, and he's on the six. And we go inside here, we see the the gears here, the inside. Hmm. Oh. Yep, and we get this uh, fight here, and... And the music really gets intense here because you think the mayor at any moment is going to get crushed. And we see that the Clock King, he really is a. can't really uh, hold his own uh, physically when it comes to Batman, you know, with the clock sword. Also, uh, throws a little rope there to tie Batman's legs. Oh, Batman finally gets free. Oh, goes to tackle him, and he... Clock King ducks. <laughs> oh, there he is right there. <laughs> he says he takes him... He says he knows Batman takes a 20th of a second to throw a punch. Batman goes for a kick, he misses, the Clock King accidentally puts his uh, sword right into the gears, and of course, the clock stops, and of course, that's close, <laughs> and of course, that only leads to more trouble, because now the building is starting to shake. And then everything starts to go haywire, as we see here. 
Giga tries to run away. And then, oh, it looks like there that Fugit has uh, fell to his death here. And we see Mir Hill looks like he's about to get crushed after all. And Batman tries to race out. Oh, looks like the mirror's done for. And Batman saves him. Well, there he is. He's safe. And um, the commissioner says that um, there's no trace of Fugit anywhere. And Batman says it would only be a matter of time <laughs> before you hear from him again. And, of course, uh, he would show up again, actually. Yes, he would show up again. Uh, he would show up in another episode called Time Out of Joint. And that would be the next time you would, we would see uh, the Clock King. And that would be... Um, and that would be the it for his appearances in... Um, Batman the Animated Series. And now, we're going to get into number 28 on our countdown. And number 28 is Girls' Night Out. Yep, Girls' Night Out. We're going all the way to the uh, Red Sky series, the uh, fourth and final season of uh, the animated series. And, of course, on, um, on HBO Max, it is season number three, and it is episode number 20 yep episode number 20 though on though according to wikipedia go on wikipedia right now here it is uh also as part of batman the new adventures as well Batman the New Adventures. Uh, this was see, looking at the episode log here. This was, um, well, it's only lasted for one season. Hmm. Um, yeah, this was season one, um, episode number 20. Wow, so this was episode number 20 here, <laughs> interestingly enough. Wow. 
and oh, we're about to get into this episode in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Yeah, just waiting for this uh, episode to load up here. Sometimes it takes a long time to load up on HBO Max. Why it does that sometimes, I have no idea. I think uh, today it's uh, acting particularly uh, weird because of the rain. So actually, stop right now. Actually, uh, stop right now if uh, you're watching this. Oh, wait, wait. Start. Start right now. Start right now. No, wait, stop. No, wait, start. <laughs> Sorry about that. And we see the beginning here. Uh, for this episode, we have Tara Strong as Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. Uh, Nicole Tom as Cara Kent and Supergirl. Robert Costanzo as Harvey Bullock. Diane... Pershing as Poison Ivy, Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn, and Laurie Petty as Livewire. And Batman is in this episode, though, uh, only in a cameo appearance. Yeah, so he only makes a cameo appearance in this, um, in this episode. And this was about the third crossover of Batman and Superman because around this time, you know, the Superman animated series was on, um, you know, the WB. And, of course, um, the Batman, the new Batman Adventures uh, went over to the WB and, and it meshed with Superman and it became the new adventures of, of Batman and Superman. As we see Livewire here being um, transferred to Goth Corps. And Livewire was created actually for the Superman TV show and later appeared in Superman Adventures issue number five in 1997, which was the comic that was uh, based off of the, uh, the animated series. And she is voiced by Laurie Petty. And Laurie Petty was known for her film roles such as Cadillac Man, Point Break, A League of Their Own, and Free Willy. And she also starred in the film adaptation of the comic book Tank Girl. And, of course, later she would reprise her role as Livewire for the video game Superman Shadow of Apocalypse. As we see here, uh, she has escaped... And there we see Tara Strong as Batgirl. And we see Batman in the Batwing. <laughs> oh, she sees the electricity there. <laughs> so, Livewire is still in Gotham. And, oh, 
There she is. And oh, electricity right there on on the car. And then we see Kara, who's played by Nicole Tom. Uh, her first break was as Royce Newton in Beethoven and Beethoven Second, and she would reprise that role on the TV series. Uh, yeah, the ba the Beethoven um, TV series, and from 1993 and 1999, her um, her biggest role was as Maggie Sheffield on The Nanny with uh, Fran Dresser. And then, of course, she became a series regular as Supergirl. And we see her there flying off into the night as Batgirl is in trouble. And we see her escaping the bat. Mobile into the back lighter. Hmm. Oh. And she's trying to hit her with everything here. Oh. Oh. There's a smoke bomb. Oh. Fried bat off, hot off the grill. And there's Supergirl. <laughs> oh, now Supergirl gets zapped. <laughs> oh, now she's trying to zap way her powers and oh oh battering to the head now she's running out of power so she's got to power up and she says welcome to Gotham and there we see Harvey Bullock, and Harvey Bullock, as I mentioned before, uh, played by played by um, Robert Costan, so, and um, and of course, uh, he, you know, he's more famous for playing um, Harvey Bullock on the animated series, and of course, fans of the TV show Friends know him best as Joey Tribbiani's uh, father. So you can uh, catch him in that. And we're now in the hideout of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. And Poison Ivy, played by Diane Pershing. And she started her career out as a background singer for Johnny Mathis. Yeah, the, the singer. And she would later go on to do... Um, to be a writer for TV shows and also do voice work. And her voice work before Batman the Animated Series included Inspector Gadget, Darkwing Duck, The Smurfs, and The New Adventures of Flash Gordon. And her first appearance as Poison Ivy was in the episode Pretty Poison. And as for Arlene Sorkin, as we 
see here as the voice of, um, you know, as the voice of Harley Quinn, as we see um, they meet Livewire. And cut to commercial there. <laughs> and now the girls go to make a robbery at the mall. Um, <laughs> Harley trying to <laughs> trying to bust through the door there with that big old mallet of hers. Um, Harley and Sorkin first appeared as Harley Quinn in Joker's Favor. And that's when the character first appeared. And then later on, she appeared in the comics. And, of course, she has an uncredited role in Batman Mask of the Phantasm as uh, Miss Bambi when she's on the piano and, um, you know, she screams out for Bruce. You know, she goes, Brucey, where are you? There you see Poison Ivy. Going to work her charms here on the security guard. Yeah, you do not want her lips on your lips. Her lips are pretty poisoned. Thus the name Poison Ivy. Hmm. And here they go to rob the place here. <laughs> and here's how Livewire gets the money out. <laughs> and Harley, she's still <laughs> trying to get them. She tries with the mallet, you know, she's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh she is consistent there. <laughs> and there we see uh, Batgirl and um, and Supergirl there Supergirl showing Batgirl with like to fly <laughs> and they see the electricity there <laughs> see they're going to to, to get those girls and uh tara strong uh first appeared as batgirl in the episode um holiday nights which was like a episode with a bunch of vignettes and she was actually replacing um the original batgirl slash barbara gordon which was uh melissa gilbert And we see Supergirl right there. <laughs> She's like waving on, on the escalator. Oh, she moves. Oh, now she's, she's trapped. <laughs> and little does Livewire know, Batgirl's there and oh, <laughs> Throws a dust ball right at her. Yeah, silicate dust. Electrical 
resistant. Oh! Knocks her out. And there we see Poison Ivy there on a branch with Harley Quinn. Oh. Yep, she... Harley now blows all this uh, plant stuff on her. <laughs> There's a little boxing glove gun there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Supergirl is uh, done for here. Oh, Harley's about to make a big mistake. <laughs> Using water? Yeah, not a good idea. Now you've only zapped her. I like when she's at She goes, are you out of your mind? And she, Harley thinks for a minute and she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely out of her mind. Yep, the minute she met the Joker, she was out of her mind. And she makes her getaway. Supergirl spins out. Oh. Supergirl. <laughs> Dusts off those, um, those little plant things that Poison Ivy fired, but little does she know that it was actually an allergic pollen. So now Batgirl is trapped. <laughs> Uh-oh. And now Batgirl's trying to get out of there and <laughs> yep, she's trapped. And she flies out. Yep, there's the car. <laughs> and now the girls are making their getaway once again. And there we see uh, the girls there at Barbara's um, loft. And, of course, um, Tara, um, her, Arlene, and Diane, they would uh, later reprise their uh, roles for the web series uh, Gotham Girls, you know, that which was a web series on the WB.com. And I actually remember that. I didn't watch much of the episodes, though I remember um, that that series uh, being pretty popular. And Nicole Tom, uh, she actually would reprise her role as Supergirl for the uh, Justice League Unlimited series as well. And she would also reprise the role for the um, Justice League Six Flags um, rides. And now the girls are going to regroup. And now we head to the Iceberg Lounge, which is the home of the Penguin. And there's some tension here between all three of these girls. Yeah. 
Yeah, Livewire still pissed off at Harley Quinn. Hmm. Oh, looks like there's about to be a fight here. And here's the penguin. Hmm. I like this part where what Livewire says. No one's talking to you, Lord, but. <laughs> and of course, he tries to get all three of them to leave. And then some electricity and the customers go out. And we see some plants growing. And he says, I need chainsaw, hedge clippers, and a bottle of aspirin. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is what's good about this episode. I mean, is that um, we really see the sidekicks here um, really getting the spotlight. You know, we don't see Superman or Batman, and we don't even get Robin or Nightwing in this episode. You know, we get uh, Batgirl and um, Supergirl here. Of course, the name of this episode is uh, Girls Night Out. But, you know, in here, it's the uh, sidekicks that are, you know, take, taking center stage here in this episode, and they're taking on the... Um, you know, the bad guys. Pour myself some water here. And now the girls have uh, kissed and made up here, and they're at the hideout spot. <laughs> and, you know, I really did appreciate this episode, you know, and um, also Supergirl uh, gets more shine here as well. And, you know, by the... By the time uh, they were doing, you know, the the new Batman Adventures, you know, Batgirl was uh, more of a prominent uh, prominent player, and whereas on the original animated series, she only made um, well three. I mean, she made one appearance where she was just Barbara Gordon, and then two. Well, actually, uh, she was in a two-parter episode where it was the origin of Batgirl, and then she did one where she teamed with um, with Catwoman. And there we see there, uh, the girls know that they're there. <laughs> oh, there goes the bottle. Ooh. <laughs> Harley tried to knock her out with the boxing glove gun but it fired back on her and she got knocked out we see this uh, elephant plant oh and it goes super girl there <laughs> we see plant chihuahuas See Batgirl. I'm buying a trash can. <laughs> yep, she's high buying a trash lid. Yep. And Livewire tries to add some more juice there. And Supergirl handling the Chihuahuas and oh, there goes the the elephant. 
Uh-oh. Now, Livewire's trying maximum force. Oh, the electricity sparks on the elephant. Poison Ivy heads for the tower. And the elephant is on fire. She tries to put out the fire with water. Hmm. Looks like Livewire is going to finish Batgirl. And then the water comes on and... Oh! There goes live wire. Electricity and water do not mix. And oh, Poison Ivy gets electrocuted. And there goes the plant. I should say plants. Hm. Oh yeah. They're done for. And there we see the girls there at the apartment eating some ice cream. <laughs> and Harvey says on the news, like, eh, a couple of rookies apprehended the bad girls. And then he says, oh, they show some potential. <laughs> so, a good ending there. Yeah, even Harvey gives them their uh, props, which is amazing. But yeah, this was uh, all around a, a good episode. And... Um, if you're someone who loves uh, female superheroes, then this is definitely the episode for you. And, you know, it's nice to see the um, the sidekicks get the, um, you know, it's nice to see the sidekicks get, you know, get some shine as well. And now, for the next episode... We go back to season one. Yep, going back to uh, season one here for this episode. And for this episode, we're going to look at Robin's Reckoning Part 1. Yep, Robin's Reckoning Part 1. This is... Season 1, episode 32, though on uh, HBO Max, it is episode number, let's see here, scrolling down, yeah, it is episode number 51, and we're going to start this episode in 10, 9, 8, 7, Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. And looking at the opening credits here, uh, Kevin Conroy in this episode is back as Batman. Uh, Lauren Lester as Robin. Dick Grayson. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred. We have Thomas Wilson as Tony Zuko and Eugene Roche as Arnold Stormwell. 
And this episode is based on the origin of Robin in issue number 38 of Detective Comics in April of 1940. So we get a flashback of how um, Dick Grayson became Robin. Of course, it starts out in present time when he is uh, already Robin. And Robin's first appearance in the animated series was... In Christmas with the Joker, and that's when we first see him. And there we see Robin's Reckoning right there. Yep, and this is uh, part one of part two. And part one actually won an Emmy. Yeah, it won an Emmy. Here we see at the construction site. And we see Batman and Robin here on a long stakeout. <laughs> I've been on a four-hour stakeout. And there, the bad guys finally arrive. And of course, uh, Robin is eager to kick some butt here. And, you know, the Robin costume here, it's not like, um, you know, the Robin costume we see in the comics or um, on the TV series. You know, I mean, this is more of a more of like a Shinobi ninja costume. You know, I mean, we see like the red uh you know, outfit here, like, uh, like he wore in the circus, but, um, you know, we don't see the green shorts, we see the green, like, um, you know, long pants, and then we see Robin there, <laughs> when he says that, he goes, this is getting sad, <laughs> you see Batman here, uh, fine with this one guy here with a wrench, uh, there's the one fat guy hanging on by a rope. Now Batman goes after uh, this one guy. Oop. And now the fat dude, he's got a thumbnail gun here. Oop. Oh, there's Robin kicks him there. Oh, now Robin's in danger. Oh, yeah, it really looks like here uh, Robin's in real danger now. And here comes Batman. Ooh. And of course he escapes on the elevator with the other guy. And of course they let them go and there's the one guy swinging there. Yep, he says he ain't seeing nothing until he sees his lawyer. Of course the guy is hanging on here. 
Yeah. You, you, if you want to live, you got to talk to Batman. And of course he says it's Billy Marin, and that's a name that Batman recognizes. Oh, Robin finally saves him. Oh. And now Robin goes to interrogate him. And this one, it looks like he's about to spill it. Batman tells him to forget about it. Yep, and, and of course Robin lets him go, and then now Batman goes to interrogate him. So, you know, definitely, that's definitely a name Batman recognizes. And of course, uh, we know that's something that um, he doesn't want Robin to find out. And this really does lead into the tension between um, Batman and Robin here. Hmm. And of course now Batman says that now he has to go and work alone. And of course Batman doesn't give him an explanation, which leads to more uh, turmoil. And then Batman just drives off. <laughs> and that leaves Robin pissed off. <laughs> and of course Alfred comes down in the middle of the night. And then we go here after the commercial break. And... Here, uh, Lauren Lester, here as Robin. Uh, before Batman the Animated Series, uh, he got started in voice acting, appearing on G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, as Barbecue for eight episodes. And he would later do the voices of Rick Gordon and young Kurt Walker on The Defenders of the Earth. And in 1990, he did a season as the voice of Jordan Knight for the New Kids on the Block cartoon. For all you new kids fans out there. And we see Robin looking up the name Billy Marin. He sees that Billy Marin goes by his aliases Simon Dirks, Lid the Squid, Killer Coburn, Punky Lish. And finds out that his real name is Tony Zuko. Yep, the man who killed his parents. And then we get a flash back to the circus. The Flying Graysons. And we see a young uh, Dick Grayson here with his family. And his father is played 
by Thomas F. Wilson, who plays Tony Zuko, though he's uncredited as uh, Thomas Wilson. And his mother is played by Diane Fusenberg, who played uh, Poison Ivy in the last episode, though she's uncredited in this episode as well uh, for playing this role. And there we see the uh, little pet elf. Elephant there, Sitka. <laughs> and and then we see right here Tony Zuko. <laughs> Getting run off by the ringmaster here. Oh. And of course, uh, Thomas. F. Wilson is best known for all you fans of the Back to the Future films as uh, Michael J. Fox's bully Biff Tannen, and he also, in the sequels, played uh, Tannen's uh, grandfather and great grandfather in those um, in those movies. And after this episode, um, he would go on. To make a guest appearance on Superman the Animated Series as Joey, the guy who's hired to take out Superman. And, you know, and of course, you know, use the kryptonite. As we see him right there uh, cutting the ropes. And, and, of course, the name of that episode is A uh, Little Piece of Home. And we've gone to do additional voices for the episode of torch song on the new adventures of batman as well and that was the episode that had um firefly and there we see bruce wayne huh, a young bruce wayne there and oh there goes his popcorn <laughs> and there we see uh zuko there and of course uh dick um recognizes him And there we see uh, the rope there in the middle of the act. It looks like it's going to break. You know, it looks like it'll rip apart at any minute. And mind you, this is a kid's show, but yet they still want to show the impact and the, you know, and the death. Here are the parents. And of course, Dick recognizes the rope breaking here. We see it there. We don't see the light. And then we see the rope. The dramatic music and everyone gets up out of their seats. And it's a way of, um, you know, showing the death without showing the death. You know, because, you know, mind you, this is Saturday morning cartoons. And, you know, you don't, you know, there's standards and practices, you know, but you still feel the impact of it. And we see a young Harvey Bullock here in a police uniform, and we see Gordon here with his hair more brownish. Uh, he actually looks a little more like um, uh, like he does in um, in the Year One comic here. You know, it's supposed to symbolize a young Gordon. 
And of course, uh, Bruce sees a young dick and he um, volunteers to take him in. And then we see Dick saying goodbye to the circus. Yeah, the circus family. Make the long drive there to Wayne Manor. Yeah, he sees how big the house is. There's the bat. <laughs> yep, a little foreshadowing of what is to come. And there we see. Uh, Dick being introduced to his room. And there's Bruce uh, trying to console him. And then we see, uh, you know, Alfred and Bruce leaving Dick to himself. And, of course, above right there is the picture of... Um, you saw it briefly of Bruce's parents. And we see Dick now with a picture of his uh, his parents. And flashback and Robin realizes that, you know, Batman's trying to keep him from going after Tony Zuko and he's further angry. And we cut back from commercial and we see Batman in, in pursuit of Zuko and flashback to when um, you know Dick he's you know having dinner and of course Bruce says that he's having a, a late meeting and of course uh, Dick doesn't know at this time that he's um, that he's Batman And we see uh, Bruce going to go undercover as one of the bums here playing craps to, uh, you know, find out the location of Tony Zuko. And, and of course, uh, Lauren, yeah, Lauren Lester, um, he would actually go on to play uh, Hal Jordan, a.k.a. Green Lantern, in two episodes of Batman, The Brave and the Bold. And he actually reprised that role as well in um, the Brave and the Bold uh, video game as well. You can um, catch him in there. And, of course, uh, I'm going to talk about um, his, you know, his, um, his other roles um, later uh, in Part 2, you know, which is uh, to come in. In next week's episode, as we see that uh, Bruce, that Batman's been found, been found out, finds one of the guys, judo throw, and the big reveal.
the guy he says, I ain't no squealer. You're getting nothing out of me. And then, of course, <laughs> Batman cracks his knuckles here, and he goes, huh. he's with his uncle. His uncle. <laughs> yep, his his uncle there. And we cut to uh, his uncle Arnie's place here. Uncle Arnold Stormwell. And we see Arnold Stormwell there. Realizes the wind open. And closes it. And he's played by Eugene Roach, as we see Batman appear there. And Eugene Roach, he is best known for his role as the original Ajax man in the Ajax uh, commercials in the 1970s. And also in the 70s, he was known as Archie Bunker's friend Pinky Peterson on All in the Family. And in the 80s, he had a recurring role as... Detective uh, Luther Gills on Magnum P.I. And we see Batman here plant a listening device there underneath the chair. And of course, Tony Zuko listens in. And uh, Zuko, of course, he's about to get a... <laughs> Yeah, he gets slapped there with a the newspaper. Because, you know, his uncle is mad at him that he's brought his uh, extortion business into his house. <laughs> now he wants him um, out of his house. <laughs> and of course, Batman sees one of the guardsmen. And we hear the sounds of the Tommy guns. And yeah, you know, and that's the thing about... Um, in these episodes, uh, you know, the Tommy guns and stuff, it really takes place in the, um, you know, the times of the 40s, you know, the the era of the gangsters. And even though we see the supervillains, it still takes place in the, in the time of the gangsters. And we see Zuko trying to run Batman over with the car and to no avail. And then cut to Batman in the Batcave and says that from now on Tony Zuko gets his undivided attention. And of course Alfred, you know, tells him that, um, you know, Dick needs his attention and reminds him that, you know, when he, when he lost his parents, that's what he needed. He needed a friend. And and of course, uh, Batman now realizes this, and now he goes to talk to um, to Dick. And we also noticed uh, the costume there. We don't see the big uh, emblem, you know. We don't see the, you know, the the emblem, which was definitely inspired by the Tim Burton uh, Batman uh, films. We actually see the um, the costume, you know, the old Batman costume with the, uh, you know, with the bat wings. Um, you know, drawed on the chest there. That was definitely from the old, uh, from the old comics. So, um, so that was a nice little, um, you know, that was a nice little, little throwback there. You know, a nice little throwback to the old comics. And I actually like that 
that look there and um i really wish that you know i would have seen more of that costume uh throughout the series though they would bring back that um that costume for season four you know for the red sky series <laughs> so that was uh pretty awesome and then we go back to the present time and we see robin arguing with uh batman over the radio and of course um you know robin you know wants a shot at zuko batman refuses and robin you know he disobeys him and alfred says you know you have to listen to what he says robin goes not this time alfred maybe not ever again and now he rides off and to the night on his motorcycle and he is going for revenge to be continued and you know a tremendous episode you know i mean um a lot of people uh, love part one more than they love part two but i like both part one and part two and um you know again it's a great throwback a call back to the comics you know the origin of robin and of course i'm going to um talk more about um yeah i'm going to talk more about the tony zuko character in next week's episode and we can stop it right there uh next week be doing um a countdown uh, yeah continuing the countdown and we're going to be going from 25 to 23. And before I get out of here, I uh, just want to give an update on the upcoming um, episodes where I read the Tomb of Dracula stories. Um, I want to get Tomb of Dracula, yeah, the Marvel Masterworks, so Tomb of Dracula Volume um, 2. But I heard that they don't come out until, um, it doesn't come out until November, which is around my birthday. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to be reading different stories, um, you know, from Tube of Dracula, uh, Marvel Masterworks in the first week. And, you know, I'm going to be reading all the stories, including the ones, uh, that means the ones without Blade. And, um, and then after that, I'm going to read the Blade um, black and white graphic novel, and then, of course, the Tomb of Dracula, Day of Blood, Night of Redemption story. So, a little change in there, but, uh, well, you know, do what you gotta do. And also, this Friday, on Wisdom.com, yep, on Wisdom.com, you can find me on there. Yeah, this um, upcoming Saturday, it is Batman Day. And on Batman Day, I will be doing a reading of the first issue of Batman and Detective Comics from May 1930. Yeah, May of 1939. Yep, I got the comic this week, so I'll be reading that. And I will also be doing a watch-along of Batman 89. So uh, go on Wisdom.com, look for 
Matthew Varis. Yeah, Matt. Um, yeah, look for Matthew Varis on there. And um, you can find me on there. And I will uh, be doing that at 1 o'clock on Saturday. So that's it. That'll do it. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. And until then, later, masturbators.